Welcome to McOzzy.tv, my international sports and sports comedy podcast. Well, a bit of a different show this week. I wasn't on Sports Grid TV this Friday doing AFL because the guys were down in Las Vegas at the NFL draft. And the time that I normally go on, well, it was the round two of the draft. Fantastic. Well, Broncos, we didn't have a first-round pick, and I'm not complaining because finally we have the quarterback, Russell Wilson. So we lost that pick and several others to Seattle, but very happy we got Russell Wilson at quarterback, the legend from the Seattle Seahawks. And with their Broncos' first pick in round two, they pick Nick Bonito, an outside linebacker from the Oklahoma Sooners. And I was chatting to Sooner Lisa last night on the Sports Rage late night chat and on Twitter. And she sent me a picture of her and Nick and says he's a wonderful fella and gonna be an excellent, excellent player, she believes, in the NFL for the Denver Broncos. So happy about that. Love the NFL draft, especially the first night on Thursday night watching on TV. Thousands, hundred thousand plus in Vegas. All those people crammed together. I don't know. Be bloody terrible, I reckon. You can't get a beer, you can't have a pee. Hard to get something to eat and you're all standing there together just to watch your name getting drawn. Anyway, good luck to the fans and if that's what they want to do, good on them. But Sports Grid TV had some great shows with Scott Farrell, Gabe Renzi, Cam Stewart, Mike Blewett, oh, Sportsbook Dave, Carver High, Joe Lisi, and a couple of others were great down there at the NFL Draft. Well, AFL Round 7 has been and gone, and as I said, I wasn't on the show doing the picks this week, so we'll run through what happened. The Tigers absolutely destroyed the Eagles over there in Perth. Eagles are in big trouble. I didn't pick them to make the eight anyway because I thought last year they didn't adjust to the new stand rule and they were two stop start possession only. The team has got older and also they've been hit this year with COVID pretty bad. But the Tigers absolutely belted them over there in Perth at the magnificent Optus Stadium. And then the upset started to happen. The Dockers, wow, they went down to the Cattery. GMHBA Stadium in Geelong, one of the hardest grounds to win at for the opposing team. Well, the Dockers got up and beat the Cats. Great effort. I watched part of that game because at the same time, the Crows were playing the GWS Giants in Adelaide and the Crows were terrible. Or were the GWS Giants very good? They started very good. Toby Green's back with a vengeance, the little sniper, dirty little player, but he's a leader. They got some great on ball as the GWS Giants, so maybe they can make a run at the eight after a very slow start. And then the Demons beat the Hawks as expected. The Saints, whew, the Saints played the Port Adelaide Power Paps Mears up there in Cairns. It's up near the top of Australia. In Queensland, it was slippery, very low-scoring game, and the Port Adelaide Power got up by one point over the Saints. 
The Saints kicked terrible. Four goals, 18 points. That's terrible. The Paps means not much better. Five goals, 13. So the Power, after a 0-5 start, have won the last two. So they might make the eight. They're a good team. They've had some injuries. Let's see what happens. And then the next game, the Carlton Blues. Yes, they beat the... North Melbourne Kangaroos fairly easily. Oh, the Roos. They might be one of the worst teams ever in the history of the AFL. Not good. Jaden Stevenson was back. The gambler, hey? The former Collingwood Magpie little forward. He's a good player, but he got suspended. I think it was for 10 games when he played at the Collywobble Magpies because he placed some bets and got caught, the clown. <laughs> Craziness. And then the next game. I watched this as well. The Gold Coast Suns versus the Collywobble Magpies at the MCG. The Magpies got that done. The Suns weren't too bad. The Ruckman's doing well. Wit. Grundy was out with a knee injury for the Magpies. So uh, the Magpies are going along quite nicely as well. The Dacos brothers are doing well. Oh, they might make the eight. We'll wait and see. And then the Dogs had a win over the Bombers. Oh, my second favourite team, the Essendon Bombers. They are going really, really rough. The Dogs are up and down too. And that's a big game this week in Adelaide. The Dogs versus the Port Adelaide Power Paps Mears. And then the game of the round. I watched this as well. I actually watched part of every game this week. That was really good on the AFL. Watch AFL on TV. It's fantastic. Well, the Swans were two and a half to three and a half point favourite at the SCG against the Brisbane Lions, and the Lions did win quite convincingly. Buddy Franklin kicked six goals up forward, and I tell you what, Buddy Franklin doesn't put his mouth guard in his sock. I'm so disgusted with all these players. They line up for goal and they put their mouth guard in their sock. It's unnecessary. I blame Tex Walker for that. He started. Maybe that's why they can't kick straight because the off balance and the mouth guard in their sock. It's unnecessary. You don't need to do it. Never upset me wearing a mouth guard while I was kicking for goal. So there we go. A bit of a wrap up for AFL round seven. And also, oh, I forgot this. Charlie Cameron. Fantastic player for the Brisbane Lions, former Adelaide Crow. You should have seen this shot for goal he had early in the game. I put it on Twitter. I recorded it. He tries the banana bender around the corner when he was out like on a, oh, probably like a 45 degree angle, 30 to 40 metres out, and it goes way off the side of his boot, nowhere near even a point. Disgraceful. So these guys just line up and kick straight through the ball like the new Joshua Shelley does, the new high draft pick for the Adelaide Crows. Fantastic kick for goal. So these professional athletes need to smarten up and kick for goal better. All right, there's my rant. NHL playoffs start tonight and the Edmonton Oilers have made it. They play the LA Kings. And if the Oilers win and the Calgary Flames win, they might meet up in the next round. That'd be fantastic. The Battle of Alberta. Well, one of them is also the Stampeders versus the Elks, even though they're not officially meant to use the Battle of Alberta name. What a load of crap that is. Let it go. And the NBA playoffs are also, the finals are also underway. So I'm keeping an eye on that. 
Now, let's go to a segment I did this week. It's a little bit different show. It is my pitch as part of Banff 2022 World Media Festival. I had an appointment to pitch to a lady from a top media and film company. And this is eight minute edit of the 14 minute segment with her. I didn't want to uh, have her voice on it just for maybe possible legal reasons. I'm not sure. So here we go. Here's my pitch and you'll learn more about me as a person. And if you watch the video, you'll see me in a jacket and shirt. So check that out on YouTube as well. Here goes my pitch. The reason I brought that up is um, I was backstage on the Jimmy Kimmel show in 2004. The sports booking guide, John Carlin, really liked what I did. And then finally, I hang around in LA for a couple of weeks and the big boss finally said I needed to do a bit more before I could get on. Uh, so I was a VIP guest at the Kimmel Show. And I'm also, every Friday, I'm on the New York Sports Grid TV and Sirius XM. I'm on the same show as Cousin Sal. So, thing relevant to the Jimmy Kimmel Show I thought you might be interested in. Okay, I am based in Edmonton. I've been in Canada since 1998. I'm from South Australia. I've lived all over Canada. And I've been reporting on sports since 1999, done over a thousand guest TV and radio spots in North America and two years in Australia once a week. And I've produced hundreds of video TV shows um, and I've been on Sports Grid Fantasy Sports Network for about uh, 19 years with Gabriel Morenci talking sports. Yes, I uh, I go on as Mick Aussie, so I, I wear my Aussie hat, but I thought I'd dress up better today as Kim Harrison, but I go on as Mick Aussie. This is my studio every Friday, and it's fantastic video technology, so I've studied technology. I used to manage a computer company in Vancouver, so I probably had one of the first ever true streaming video shows online. Yeah, the reason I'm going to Banff, I wanted to go for a few years, but because of COVID, I didn't, and it was scaled down. Uh, several things, as you'll see in my project section. First of all, to prepare every week to be the best I can on Sports Grid TV, because they are growing massively. I was on a show with like maybe a million people watched and listened on a Super Bowl pregame show. Scott Farrell was the co-host. He's well known in Hollywood. And I'm also working on an NFT projects, so right up to date with Web3. Mainly, though, I made a movie um, several years ago, well, quite a few years ago, and I have like 30 incredible references, reviews. It's called Football Fan Frenzy, and it is a comedy at sporting events. It's not a sports movie. It is a comedy at sporting events. And I believe if, if I could get this to Adam Sandler, I firmly believe he would take me on. We would finish it, make a new edit, keep some of the existing scenes, well, as much as we could, because some of the natural comedy is, uh, opinion has it, very, very funny. Yes, it's basically myself at NFL games, NFL Pro Bowl, 
So Denver Games, Seattle, Minnesota, and Pro Bowl. Uh, CFL, which is Canadian Football League in Vancouver. And the Grey Cups, which is the Super Bowl of Canada. And there's 20 minutes from the Grey Cup. I have not changed that edit since about the fifth edit. I'm up to about 12 edits. <laughs> uh, yes, I thought I got really close because my grand Earl Skakel, who was a stand-up comedian in LA, he gave me a 10 out of 10, and that's pretty good coming from a comedian. That would be a harsh judge. Well, he was yeah. the intro act for uh, Rob Snyder for several years. <laughs> so I thought I got so close, but then, no. And then, of course, Bill Romanowski, who was in The Longest Yard, is a very famous NFL player. He is in my movie. I interviewed him. So I've got close, but not quite there. And as you know, it's sometimes hard to get in touch with these people. Uh, I've tried, but to be honest, I'm going to be right out. I think my story and what I've done uh, I could be a very very interesting person in the world so I'm even here to sell what I have done and the concept to yourself I consider this an opportunity for you to be one of the first people to get my full uh, proper pitch it's a comedy at a sporting event that is opinion has a very very funny a lot of natural comedy, but there is some objections, of course. Uh, a little bit of loss of picture quality, but I believe comedy can outweigh picture quality. I mean, I watch Seinfeld every night nearly, so that as an example. But I have the objections ready that I believe I can counter the, any objections that people might have in regards to making it even better. Oh, I, I have, but then I've also been focused on doing my TV shows and everything else. But I will say, this, was in, this impressed me. I went to Hot Docs in Toronto in 2016, and I went to a seminar, and the guy said, look, if your video's on the vault where people can watch, don't even think that someone might sign you up. Well, several days later, I had an email and I signed an 18-month agreement with Hilts Media in Toronto after the manager watched my movie online. So I had signed a year and a half contract because of uh, Hot Docs in 2015, I think it was, yeah. Right now in my project section, I have a new trailer and I also have the password to view it online via Vimeo. Right, okay, I know we've only got a few minutes left. Um, I've obviously done my research on your company. This is my grandfather's book. He left Ireland in 1927. I have recorded the whole book as a podcast. It's incredible. I believe this combined with um, a book that I've done about my spirituality experiences, I believe that's something that publishing or someone could convert into a book and then a movie as well so i just wanted to quickly mention that for well when i go to banff i want everyone to get my business card it's pretty bright and out there i actually talk about kevin beggs in my movie i told him about some comedy i did with pamela anderson and he said he worked with her in baywatch so i believe he sent a clip so uh do you know kevin beggs i'm pretty sure he's going to be there he's the boss isn't he Oh, he's in charge of Banff. He's at Lionsgate Entertainment. Thanks a lot. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> I think that went all right. I don't know. I hope so.
I let her talk. I obviously had to sell myself. I let her talk and ask the questions. I tried, as Mark said, tried to get her to like me. I hope I did that, congratulating her on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Uh, but you can see, hey, they they kind of like to deviate away and say, well, it's not really in our area, which is kind of true, a bit more of a family type uh, a setup. But hey, they do have some comedies. They have Cheers and a couple others on there I saw. So I quickly got in about the publishing so she knew I'd done my research so overall well um I went didn't go too hard but I basically said hey I'm here to sell myself to your company so hopefully I got her attention and I can follow up now I see her on Twitter and uh, we'll follow up on LinkedIn and we'll just see what happens and prepare and spend the next six weeks targeting certain people and uh like your feedback, but you'll only hear me over and out because you dot TV.